What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about two movies, Borg vs. McEnroe and Ben is Back. Let's start with Borg vs. McEnroe. This is a movie that tells the rivalry of John McEnroe and Bjorn Borg. The movie takes place in 1980 as Bjorn Borg is trying to go for his fifth straight Wimbledon. And he's going up against John McEnroe in it. At the beginning of the movie, it is a foregone conclusion, foregone conclusion that the last match in the championship match will be Bjorn Borg versus John McEnroe. In this movie, Shia LaBeouf plays John McEnroe. And by the way, it is the best performance of Shia LaBeouf's career. He brings intense energy throughout the movie. And he used, there's, you see glimpses of this intensity in other movies he's done, such as Lawless, which I recommend, and Fury. But as John McEnroe, it is the best acting performance I've seen in quite a while. I think he, he's, there's, he's, he's so connected to the role because as we all know, Shia LaBeouf has had his problems with fame and John McEnroe had his problems with fame. And I think they are very close in personality. And the way Shia LaBeouf is able to play this angry, swearing, intense tennis player is honest, is pure. And I think it's a great acting performance by Shia LaBeouf and an underrated acting performance, again, in movies like Lawless and movies like Fury. Shia LaBeouf is super intense at times. I think this entire performance of him as John McEnroe is super intense. The scenes with his father, when he's on the phone with his mom. This is a wicked, super intense Shia LaBeouf performance. And as a huge fan of Shia LaBeouf dating back to the Even Stevens days and dating back to his performance in Transformers, I think he is a super intense actor and I am into super intense acting. And I think Shia LaBeouf is super intense in this movie and brilliant in this movie. It is his best performance to date. And I hope there's more of this. There are other movies I haven't seen of him that I'm looking forward to. I need to see American Honey. I just think this is his best performance I've seen from Shia LaBeouf because he's the most compelling. He makes this movie a thousand times better. No offense to the other actors. Severe Gunderson plays Bjorn Borg and he's really good. He's a stable. He's a complete contrast to Shia LaBeouf. But Shia LaBeouf is the most interesting thing on screen and I need more of him in this movie. He was brilliant in this movie. I just thought he was way more compelling because he was playing the guy who's chasing the other guy. And I think this film shows the downside of fame, but it also shows that chasing the top can be just as hard as being on top. Like, I think we all think that the chase of the top is easy, but John McEnroe was destined to become the next Bjorn Borg, and Bjorn Borg couldn't deal with the pressure of being Bjorn Borg, but John McEnroe is chasing this thing that he thinks is going to answer all of his questions, but it's not, because Bjorn Borg is on, is on his way to winning his fifth straight Wimbledon in tennis history. He would be the first player to do that in tennis history. FYI, he ends up doing that. We all know that. I think this movie is an interesting look. I think this is one of the greatest sports rivalries that matches Bird and Magic. I didn't know a lot about the rivalry because guess what? I wasn't alive in the 80s, but this was the beginning of a beautiful rivalry, and the final scene when they're at the airport is brilliant because it shows these two rivals have much respect for one another. And Severe Gunderson, again, as Bjorn Borg, he's stable. He's in complete contrast to Shia LaBeouf's character. There are scenes where some he's in a country and people don't know who he is. He's pretending to not know 
to he's pretending to have a job that's outside of the tennis world. He doesn't know how to deal with fame. He is the most famous person in the world at this point, and he's going for his fifth straight Wimbledon. I think this is at a time where tennis was bigger than it is now. And I mean, and then you have John McEnroe, the the new the new face of tennis, basically. He's destined to replace Bjorn Borg, who's been on top forever. And John McEnroe, he doesn't... There's some scenes with Shia LaBeouf's character where he's not getting along with the other players in tennis. And I just think it's fascinating. And I think Shia LaBeouf really is just brilliant as John McEnroe, and it's a brilliant performance. The tennis in the movie is realistic. I think it's a really good tennis movie. I also saw Battle of the Sexes. I, th- I think... I think... It's one of the... I think it's been a great year for tennis movies. Battle of the Sexes and this movie. I, I've seen some really good movies about tennis. I've also seen the Wimbledon movie. That's probably not as good with Kristen Dunst. There's some really good movies about tennis. And I think this is top-notch at the top of it. I mean, I didn't know much about this rivalry. But the idea of this movie, again, the downside of fame. Bjorn Borg dealing with fame. Dealing with his girlfriend. Dealing with his tennis coach. That's intense. Shia LaBeouf's John McEnroe dealing with chasing that fame, but he's also dealing with his own little bit of fame. And he, this idea that that John McEnroe was outside of the tennis world because he didn't want to act a certain way and he wasn't nice and he, he angered the refs. But I also think what this movie did beautifully was that it showed that Bjorn Borg as a kid was like what John McEnroe is now to show that this guy that John McEnroe can kind of become Bjorn Borg, and Bjorn Borg has been John McEnroe. I think that's interesting contrast to characters, because it, this movie would have been super boring if it was like, here's Bjorn Borg, what he is, here's John McEnroe, what he is. No, it can show that these characters can evolve. At the end of the movie, John McEnroe is acting in a proper way, the, war- the way Bjorn Borg would act if he lost a tennis match. At the beginning of the movie, Bjorn Borg is showed as a kid acting the way the ruthless, fierce competitor that John McEnroe is at the beginning. There's more similarities to these people than they are differences. And I think that is brilliant to show in a movie like this. Because it, there should be way more, there should be more to this movie than just a sports rivalry there was an actual story to tell here and i think it's brilliant and, and i want to talk about this final scene at the airport where john McEnroe sees bjorn borg leaving with his girlfriend i think it's one of the best scenes in a movie recently the, the excitement in shia labeouf's face as he sees that it's bjorn borg and the amount of respect that these two men have for one another i think it is a brilliant brilliant scene and a brilliant way to end this movie eventually years down the line john McEnroe does end up beating Bjorn Borg, but I think this movie ends in the way that it should have. I didn't want to see John McEnroe being Bjorn Borg. I wanted to see the beginning of the rivalry, not the ending, and I think that airport scene was brilliant. Listen, I know a lot of people don't love Shia LaBeouf, the person, or don't love Shia LaBeouf. I love Shia LaBeouf. I think he's an artist. I think he's one of the best actors I've seen. And again, movies like Lawless, movies like Fury, movies like this. He's a brilliant performer, and he's brilliant overall in this movie. This is a great sports movie because Borg and Mac- Borg versus McEnroe is not actually about the sport. It's not actually about the rivalry. It is about two people dealing with fame. One guy has it, the other guy's chasing it, and that's why it's brilliant. It goes far beyond athletes. It goes far beyond the sports. It goes into these people as men. I can't recommend Borg vs. McEnroe enough. It is a majestic movie. It's brilliant. The tennis is actually pretty good. I think it's one of the best movies I've seen recently, and I couldn't recommend it enough. You should watch Borg 
verse McEnroe. Brilliant movie, brilliant cast, brilliant performances. Switching gears now, I want to talk about the movie Ben is Back, starring Lucas Hedges and Julia Roberts. Lucas Hedges plays Ben Burns and Julia Roberts plays his mom, Holly Burns. The idea of this movie is Ben Burns is in rehab, dealing with an opioid addiction. He comes back for Christmas and his entire family is startled because basically Ben Burns has had a history of of ruining Christmas the past couple of years due to his addiction. And there's a dark, deep history of this character that I don't want to go into the full details of, but the, there's a complex relationship between Ben Burns, Lucas Hedges' character, with his family, with his sister, with his other siblings. And Holly Burns is faithful to her son in this movie. Ask a lot of questions about parenthood, but I want to get into the performances of this movie. I mean... There was another movie this past year, Beautiful Boy, that starred Timothy Chalamet, who's basically become Lucas Hedges' rival. I want to get into all that, but first I want to talk about Lucas Hedges, the performer. Why I admire Lucas Hedges, because if you look at the filmography, there is no pattern to his work. Some people, there is a clear strategic pattern. Lucas Hedges is just trying to play interesting, beautiful characters and become part of the story. Look at movies like Lady Bird, Free Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Manchester by the Sea, mid-90s, this guy, Moonrise Kingdom. He's going from brilliant movie director to brilliant movie director, working on stories. I don't think he's about fame. I don't think he's about money. I just think he's about brilliant storytelling, which is what I find most compelling about movies is the stories, the plots, and the characters. And he's played some of the best characters. His performance in Manchester by the Sea is the closest thing I've seen to an actor replicating Matt Damon's performance in Goodwill Hunting. I think it's those two performances compare beautifully next to one another. If you see Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting and then watch Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea, I think there are some start startling similarities. Then you see in his his character in Lady Bird dealing with coming out to Sir Ronan's character. I mean, that's a compelling character. Then Free Billboards Outside of Missouri. He's dealing with the death of his sister. His characters are dealing with some serious drama. And his character in mid-90s is messed up. But he continues to go through. I mean, there are so many good movies with Lucas Hedges out right now. He is a compelling, interesting artist. And think about the people who have played his parents in some of these movies. Julia Roberts in this movie. Nicole Kidman in a movie. Francis McDermott in Free Billboards Outside of Missouri. Nicole Kidman. He has had so many famous parents. Russell Crowe has played his parents. He is acting with the best. And he is one of the best young actors out there. If you are not a Lucas Hedges fan at this point, I don't know what you are waiting for. His filmography is brilliant at this point because there's no clear pattern to what kind of movies he's going to be into. And that's what makes him interesting and compelling. Now let's talk about Julia Roberts. Clearly at one point she was the most famous actor slash actress in the world she has a, had a little bit of a downside i mean there have been a few movies here and there in the late 2000s e pray love maybe comes to mind there have been some things but this past year i've seen her she has been in some brilliant brilliant things i talked about homecoming on this podcast she was brilliant in that show and in this she is equally brilliant uh, she was in the movie Wonder with Owen Wilson. She's making better choices. It feels like Julia Roberts was 
kind of going down the path of making some terrible, terrible choices in what movies she was going to be in. She was in that Money Monster movie with George Clooney that was a bomb. I just think she needs to be in maybe smaller projects, maybe more interesting projects. Projects like Lucas Hedges that are about the plot. Homecoming and Ben is Back is about the plot. And I think if Julia Roberts continues to do that, she's going to continue her career renaissance, if you will. We are seeing a renaissance with Keanu Reeves. I think we are in similar, similarly, we're seeing a renaissance with Julia Roberts in great roles. She should win an Emmy for what she did in Homecoming, and she should have been nominated for an Oscar for what she did in this movie, Ben is Back. She's great as the mom. She cares about her kids in this movie, but she also goes through links that sometimes you question what her character is overall doing. It's a great performance by Julia Roberts in this movie, Ben is Back. And again, she has Pretty Woman. She has the movie... She has a lot of great movies in her resume, but she went through a bit of a downside, but I think she's on the way back. And listen, Julia Roberts doesn't need a second tier of her career, but it's nice to see that she's having one. Next, I want to talk about the writer and director of, I want to talk about the writer and director of Ben is Back, the father of Lucas Hedges, Peter Hedges. And you might say, wow. What, what what does Peter Hedges have to offer? Lucas Hedges is a great actor. What about Peter Hedges? Look at this guy's resume. He's written some of the best movies of the last 20 years. What's Eating Gilbert Grape made Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio stars, basically. Those are star performers. That is the first great Leonardo DiCaprio performance. Johnny Depp was already famous at that point, but Johnny Depp is amazing in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, if you haven't seen that one. Oh, and then he made a little movie called About a Boy that turned Hugh Grant into movie star, into superstar status at that point. I mean, that was a that was a great movie. Rachel Weisz is great in that movie. He wrote the script of that movie. And then my most underrated Steve Carell movie, Whenever It's On. Peter Hedges is the writer and director of Dan in Real Life. Steve Carell is brilliant in that movie. And it's the only movie I've ever liked Dane Cook in. Dan in Real Life, people, is one of my favorite movies. Peter Hedges is on quite a run of writing and directing really good movies with really interesting plots. And they, that is a diverse resume. What's Eating Gilbert Grape, About a Boy, and Dan in Real Life, and now Ben is Back? Those are not similar movies. So just like his son, he is doing new and interesting projects. And this is maybe his best film, but I mean, what's he, what's eating Gilbert Grape is his best movie so far as a writing. That's, that movie's phenomenal. He is not only a great writer, he is also a pretty good director if you see Ben is back. I mean, this guy is having an interesting career, and for him to work with his son who's become a great actor, and for him to be, in my estimation, a great director, I think it's an interesting pairing that we're going to see more of. I suspect Lucas Hedges is going to work with his father again very soon. If not more than once, I think there this is going to be a duo that you're going to see a lot of in the, in the later years. I mentioned the comparison of Lucas Hedges to Timothy Chalamet. So here's the arc. Lucas Hedges becomes a star in Manchester by the Sea. Timothy Chalamet becomes a star because of Call Me By Your Name. Both of these guys have been nominated for actors um, for 
Oscars acting awards before the ages of 22 years old. They have been compared. Then they show up together in the movie Lady Bird, and now they are in a string of movies that are eerily similar, like Ben is Back and About a Boy. And Lucas Hedges was also in Boy Erase. Timothy Chalamet has been in movies of like that before. I mean, th- these are intense guys. They like to go along and do the same type of intense projects. Timothy Chalamet almost was runner-up for Spider-Man, so maybe he almost took that art to bigger movies, but these guys are both dominating small movie scales and making them brilliant. Lee. And Timothy Chalamet is now going to be in a Wes Anderson movie. Lucas Hedges has been in two Wes Anderson movies. So these are two actors doing similar things. And Ben is back and A Beautiful Boy are both about two boys dealing with opioid addiction, but they do it in a very different way. Timothy Chalamet movies, Beautiful Boy deals with the father-son relationship, but it's over years. It's basically over a year of Timothy Chalamet's character dealing, Timothy Chalamet plays Nick dealing with his addiction, Nick Chef, and, and Steve Carell plays David Chef, his dad, dealing with that addiction over a year. Ben is back, is Ben Burns and Holly Burns dealing with one night of what it's like for Ben Burns to be dealing with his addiction. And that is why I like the movie way better. I'm, I'm saying this, I'm a huge fan of Timothy Chalamet. I'm not saying Lucas Hedges is better. I like the plot of this movie way better because it was easier to follow over that one night and it gave you a real insight of what this boy's life is like and what his mother's life is like. In this Christmas night, they go to a meeting. He gets back into his pattern of doing drugs and his mom has to deal with it. I think that's just more believable and easier to follow than a whole year of going through the motion of in and out. I just think if you give a a day in the life of how this person can affect his mother in one day, I just think that's easier to explain and easier to understand. I think when you get through a whole year of things, yes, you can go deeper into the story, but Beautiful Boy can become confusing at times where this is so easy. This guy wasn't supposed to be here Christmas, and now he's here. That's so easy to explain. They weren't expecting to see him. It's also a blessing, but it's also a curse. And I think that's so fascinating in this movie that it's also, it's so, it's a good thing for his mom, Holly Burns, to see him again. But it's also the worst thing possible because he shouldn't be here right now. He's ruined our past Christmases. It's just in the day in the life of an addict where Beautiful Boy is a year in the life of an addict. And I'm just saying I find it more interesting and I've not seen the day in the life thing before. It was something new. It was something interesting. And I think overall the movie was better because it had a better plot and it was easier to follow. The performances are great. Timothy Chalamet as Nick Chef is all time good and should have been nominated for an Oscar. Lucas Hedges as Ben Burns, all-time good. They probably both should have been nominated for an Oscar. These guys are the titans of their industry right now. They will be competing for roles. My dream is to have them be in the same movie and have some screen time together at some point. We need to get these guys in a movie. But for my money, Lucas Hedges won with Ben is Back. It is a better movie than Beautiful Boy. The ending of this movie, Ben is Back, is also brilliant because it asks a question that I think is the most interesting question that could be asked. How far should a parent go for their kid and how does that affect the rest of the other family? In this movie, Holly Burns is against her new husband and against her kids about her relationship 
with Ben. Should her relationship with Ben and that connection affect her relationship with those other kids? She's not picking a favorite here, but she can't give up on him the same way she can't give up on any of her kids, and she thinks of him in the same light. And the question is, should she look at Ben Burns differently than the rest of her other kids because he's dealing with his addiction? Or should she try to save him even harder the faster it goes? I think Beautiful Boy, the movie I talked about a second ago, deals with the same issue. How far should a parent go for their kid? In this movie, there's no real answer to this question. It's a case-by-case basis, but this mother is willing to do everything and anything to get her son right because she knows he's not a bad person. And in the movie, he's not a bad person. He knows he's doing terrible things, but he is addicted, and nothing she can do can fix that. He needs to be the one to fix that, but she... She's, she wants to be a guiding force in him doing that, but it's a question of how far she will go. She will lie to the other members of her family to protect her son, and she would do the same thing for them. But the question is, should she, the, the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? I mean, it's the question of how far should the Julia Roberts character go? And I think that's the most interesting question of the movie. And I don't think that you have a real answer at the end of the movie, but but that's not the point of the movie. The question is, how far should a parent go for their child? And I, I just think that's a fascinating, fascinating turn of events. I didn't think the movie was going to end it that way, but that's that's interesting to see. That To me, that was a fascinating, fascinating ending. What she does to help her son deal with his addiction. I think Benin's Back is a great movie with great performances by some of the best actors of our time. Lucas Hedges is already in that category and Julia Roberts has been in that category for quite a while. I could not recommend you go and see Ben is Back anymore. It is a pure, brilliant, beautiful film by Peter Hedges starring his son Lucas Hedges and Julia Roberts. Watch Ben is Back. Thanks again for listening to Pop Culture Spotlight. Again, I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of Pop Culture Spotlight every Thursday on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. This week, I put the spotlight on Borg vs. McEnroe and Ben is back. Next week, I put the spotlight on two movies, Vok Lux starring Natalie Portman and Drew Law and If Beale Street Could Talk. Tune in for that. Tune in to more and please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. 